you're listening to episode two of the Golden Concrete podcast. Hello 21st century creative professionals. I'm Marina Sciadino, your host, marketing and mindset coach. I used to be an architect, then a startup business founder, so I'm very passionate about innovation and creativity. And now I am sharing everything I know with you around the intersection between marketing, mindset, architecture, design, innovation, coaching to help you grow your impact. So if you want to know more about me, my programs and services, you can go to coachingarchitects.com to find out more. And if you want to get exclusive updates, behind the scenes information, the extended show notes, before everyone else, directly into your inbox, go to thegoldenconcrete.com slash insider and sign up. Okay, let's dive in into today's episode. Hey there. Thanks. Thank you everyone for being part of this podcast audience. And welcome to Tara for being here as our expert. Hi, Tara. Hi, Marina. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited. It's a pleasure. So the Golden Coffee Podcast is where creators designing 21st century environments around the world get insights from industry-leading experts. And I would like to introduce you to Tara Kalt. So today we will have a conversation about how to use the power of speaking as a second language to elevate your marketing. So Tara, how are you doing and where are you hanging out right now? I am doing great today. I've had a great day. And currently I am in the south of France in Montpellier, but I'm from Australia. So I've been here for three years now. Wow, quite a journey. Yes, long, long journey on a plane. It's like 28 hours. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) The day day passes by. Yep, it does. It does. It's why I'm finding it hard to think about getting on a plane again to go home and visit. I can understand. So it's beautiful to have you here. And Tara helps architects and designers who speak English as a second language to build outstanding communication skills. And I'm so excited to have her here. So I would like to dive in with the question of the podcast and we will start about creativity. So what is the number one thing that you love about creativity the most? Oh gosh, that's a really hard question to start with. I'll try and keep it short, but I think for me, creativity is exciting. So for me, knowing that we can explore new things, we can look at innovation, we can use creativity in so many ways as well. So for example, with me, I try and be creative in the way that I teach people. I also try and be creative in my own daily life as well. And I like drawing, I like to use drawing as a way to teach my clients and my students. But I also think that creativity is a really good source for of inspiration. So you can, we can talk a lot about creative pursuits and creative things. And I think the good thing about creativity is it's always changing. There's always new things that are, that are happening, particularly in the architecture field. There's always new things that are creative or innovative. And you know, I like innovation. So. <laughs> I know. I think that's why I chose that to talk about that. But I also agree. I think that innovation is really important aspect 
of being creative? Uh, thanks for sharing that. What I like with this question is if no one answers in the same way because there are so many ways of seeing it. And so I said a bit by introducing you about who do you help, but I would like you to expand a bit more about that and what challenges are facing your clients. Okay, so as you said, I help architects and designers who speak English as a second language to help them build more outstanding communication skills. So that can mean working on aspects of improving their English or their expression, but it can also be, I work a lot with advanced speakers as well. So people who are have reached an advanced level and they really want to elevate their voice and they want to be more heard, they want to be more seen. So that would be through coaching. So I do one-to-one coaching. I just started doing group coaching as well, which I've really been enjoying. And essentially what I do with my clients is at the beginning, we do a really big session where we try to understand what is it that they need in their work. So I work with architects, maybe they have international clients and they want to make more of an impact in their presentations for their for their clients or maybe I'm working with somebody who lives in an English speaking country and they want to feel more uh, confident when it comes to being in meetings so I will work with them in the beginning to figure out what is it that you really really need and I focus on language that they need because I find that There's a lot of English lessons out there. There's a lot of free resources, but they're not necessarily specifically for architects and designers. So I'm trying to make that learning more specific to them. And, yeah, a lot of my clients, they will be facing challenges of feeling like when they go to a meeting, they're not really getting the words out or they're not expressing what they want to express. They can say it in their native language or but then they can't, they find it harder in English. So it's about trying to bridge that gap together. Um, Also, another thing that a lot of my clients struggle with is feeling like their accent is holding them back a little bit. So sometimes we will work on pronunciation and getting those words, the really key and important words, correct and right for them. That's great. I've heard one of your um podcast episode because Tara has also a podcast which is Think Big about how this architect, I don't remember from where she was, but she went into uh, to Australia and she was like not not speaking up because she was feeling hard to connect <laughs> with her accent. And yeah. so uh, I, I can totally understand that as I am a second <laughs> language speaking English. And what is the main mistake your clients need to avoid do you mean like mistake in terms of when they're speaking or when it comes to the the learning process or the the Um, process to improve it can be both also it can be the mistake they they do when they are trying to improve but maybe they're doing it in the wrong way yeah okay yeah so there's a few things i think the main mistake that i find is that people will not take action because they think it's too hard or they don't have the time in the day. So for me, the main mistake is to do nothing, especially if you know you need to improve and you want to improve, because you'll just be stuck in the same spot. So for me, that 
taking action is important, even if it's only 10 minutes a day or taking small, making small steps towards that bigger goal. So that would be the first one, thinking, not thinking, okay, I can't do this, so they won't do it and thinking it's impossible. The, the other one would be thinking that the accent is the problem. So yes, accent is important, but if the message is being heard and understood, that's what's the most important. So a lot of people get that confused about pronunciation and accent. Yes, pronunciation is a problem if the message is not coming across or people are not hearing what you're saying. If you have an accent, that's okay. You know, accent is part of who you are and your personality. So I think that's a big struggle that I try to help my clients overcome. It's that mindset aspect of, no, your accent is okay. Maybe we need to work on some words for pronunciation, but don't, we don't need to, you don't need to sound like a native speaker, for example, to increase your, like your elevation or your presence in a meeting. And I think People think that you have to be speaking perfectly in order to to make a good impression. For me, it's more about sticking to what you want to do and focusing on the important thing, which is the message coming across and people understanding you. Okay, so how, how do you help them overcoming this kind of challenge, like being stuck because of accent, let's say? Yeah. Well, for me, it's a mix of mindset and uh, strategies to overcome those challenges. So this is why in the beginning, when I work with a client, I will start with them by looking at what are they really good at? What are their strengths? How can we how can we link those strengths to maybe some of the things that they're having more challenges with? So it's really about understanding, okay, where are they now and what are the challenges and how can we get them to overcome that, that challenge as quickly as possible. So, yeah, I think for me it's really it's, – it depends on the person that I'm working with. The client, it's different for every client. There's all different ways that I'll work with somebody. Like if they're worrying about speaking up in a meeting, we're going to work mostly on that. We're going to work on their mindset, but we're also going to work on maybe some of the expressions that they can use to help them feel more confident. And today, we, we, when we choose the topic about what to speak about, you propose to speak about um, the power of the second language as a way to elevate your marketing. So I would like to have your insight on how having a second language can improve your marketing. Because as you know, I, I am a French and Italian uh, marketing coach, and I am, well, uh, jumping to the English-speaking market, so I I do believe in the power of the second language, but I would like to have your insight on how it helps us. Mm. Good question. I think, for example, if you're in Europe and you're working as an architect, then being able to speak English and communicate and you, and communicate your message in English as well as the language that you speak allows you to reach a wider audience. And also you can, you can reach clients, say from English speaking countries or who speak English within Europe as well. And there's a big portion of people who, who do do that. So I think that's one way. 
But I also think that speaking a second language gives you a unique perspective from of the world. You have two different ways of seeing things. And for me, if we go back to what we were talking about with creativity, uh, seeing something from a different perspective allows you to see how things are in the intersections, how they could be different. And so I think having an understanding of different cultures and understanding how language works can give you a real advantage when it comes to speaking with clients. And you can you can use humour, for example. Being able to use English humour, for example, I think is a really big advantage when it comes to speaking to clients and trying to get clients as well. That, that's that's a good a good deal because humour is not very easy to uh, to understand. But one thing I've done, I I watched so many one stand. How do you say that? Uh, stand, one show. Stand up like, comedy, like stand up yeah, comedy. Uh, and in English, and it was like, okay, I need to to understand <laughs> what's the 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 concept behind. And I I I have fun with that. So it's it's, it's outside of marketing. So it's my <laughs> outside yeah. of marketing. But yes, and and I think that using humor means you're getting to an advanced level because you can go into this second. Second meanings of words and understanding what is said and what is meant, what is the meaning behind what is said. So it's really, really interesting. And I would like to ask you, so when it comes to, to communication skills for architects and designers who want to improve these kind of skills, what, what free resources would you suggest? Uh, that people can access and that can help them with this kind of challenge improving in the competition? Well, so firstly, there's a couple of things. So on my website, I have a freebie, which is a a take action guide. So it's a resource where you can go through some of these things that you might find challenging, like the culture and the cultural differences. How can you improve your accent? How can you improve your pronunciation? All of those sorts of things. And that will help you to find some of these additional free resources as well. I also have a list of podcasts on my website. So some of the things that I often do with my clients is I try to get them to immerse themselves within the, in the industry, within the architecture industry. And I think you can do that by listening to podcasts, watching YouTube channels, listening to other people speak about different things. And then, of course, there are other communities that I'm part of too. Like, for example, there's a a YouTube channel, which I use a lot for a lot of my resources, which is Archimarathon. And Archimarathon has a Discord server. And within that Discord server, there's a lot of people who do speak English as a second language, and they talk about architecture a lot. So. For me, it's about using those resources and consuming them, but also trying to find spaces where you can actually practice so you can speak or you can type or you can talk to people or whatever it is that you need to do to enhance your your understanding of English, your understanding of culture, all of those sorts of things. I think that's that's really important. So, yeah, I have the freebie on my website and a link on my website to lots of resources 
that you can get. I also have an email list as well, which is different vocabulary that you might need to build as an architect. So thanks for sharing uh, that. And I'd like uh, my audience to know that they will find the link to the free resources that you've said. So the tech action uh, guide and also the list of podcasts and um, being able to come into your newsletter uh, in the show notes. They will have the full links, sorry. And so after the episode, go check there. So we will find the links. And also if this episode has given you one insight, please give a review to the show. But we have not finished yet. (laughs) Um, So we, we have two last questions. But what I wanted to say is, while we are recording this episode, I am in the group program of Tala. So I am also experiencing uh, not only what we are sharing as experts in a conversation together, but also as a student, what it means to focus on enhancing your English uh, speaking skills and improving your communication. So uh, I, I can just say that it is highly recommended from me. Okay. Well, it's interesting. It's good to get your perspective, actually, from uh, as a student perspective. So I'm glad that you find it useful. For sure, for sure. And now the, the, the best question for me is, what's the one question I should have asked? <laughs> what would be of great, of great value for this audience? Okay. Now, this is my favorite question, actually. And I think for me, it's important. And I'm sure that you know the video by Simon Sinek. And it's start with why. So the question I that you should have asked me is why do you do what you do? So if I was to answer that question, I would say the reason that I do this is because I know that there are a lot of people out there who are quite capable of selling themselves in English, of speaking in English, but they have doubts about themselves and they think they can't. And I really want to help people to tap into that that skill and that that thing that's going to help them to elevate them and really feel like they're going to find themselves. And and I also just really love this profession. I think I worked in the profession as a landscape architect for many years and I worked with many English language, English second language people. And I often thought to myself, gosh, how amazing is it that they can work and speak in a second language and all I'm here doing is speaking English and I think when I moved to France and I started to understand how challenging it is to speak another language and live in a country where you have to learn the language you have to learn the culture I was like okay now I need to go back to my original thought of wow it's amazing and I need to help these people and I that's why I I started Archie English because I wanted to help people who I thought were incredibly talented. I've worked with a lot of really incredibly talented clients, even to the point where some some days I think, gosh, I should be paying you because you're teaching me about amazing things about architecture. But I think, you know, it's it's that we give each other certain things and we help each other with certain things. And that's what's so good about this community, being able to share ideas and help each other and speak to each other so yeah my question that I think you should have asked me is why do I do what I do so thanks because that was a question I thought originally to put into the 
my seven questions to the <laughs> speaker. And when I said, mm, maybe for some people it's more difficult. And I know that you have a very clear sense of your why. And also we have been doing marketing together. And this is why you you are getting, I think, and I believe so much uh, answer back from, from the community you are speaking to because you are really deeply grounded in your why and it shows up in what you say and why, uh, and how you say, say uh, what you say. <laughs> Sorry mm. for, for the words, uh, uh, game and, and that is, that really speaks to your audience. Yeah. Um, yes. I was going to say too, for example, I really use that start with why with a lot of my clients and a lot of my students. So I also teach in university in Thailand. And one of the subjects that I teach is English for architecture presentations. And one of the very first things that I do with them is I show them the start with why, start with why video with Simon Sinek and the penny drops for them. They think, okay, now I understand. Don't just get up here and talk about my concept. Tell them why we should be listening and why it's important. And I think I, I tell everyone that about trying to get your message out there, get people excited about what you do, and then tell them what you're going to do or tell them what the concept is or the idea. So you're trying to inspire people and get them engaged. And I, fe- I feel it really helps. And it, for me, with my students, I think it helps a lot to understand why they should start with why. Yes. And while in the marketing, you have many how-tos, like how to do that, how to make that, etc. It is helpful because people usually start by thinking how to, how to speak English, how to say something, how to spell one word, etc. But in the end, what, what they stick to is the the what and the why which is behind this how so this is really this is really important so coming to our last question so when was the last time you almost felt crying (laughs) (laughs) because of the beauty of space of design of nature (laughs) yeah i'm so happy you asked me this question i think i really appreciate this question because i hadn't thought about it for a long time so i have a very clear memory actually. So when I was traveling in France in 2017, I think it was, I was traveling with my parents and I went to uh, Chateau Chenonceau. I don't know if I pronounce that correctly. Chateau de Chenonceau. And I went there on my own and having studied landscape architecture and studied all these gardens and these spaces, I was, I just was so overwhelmed by how incredible it was to be there and how amazing it was to experience such rich history. Because coming from Australia, we don't have a lot of modern history, I would say. Um, So it was really amazing for me to see that. And I remember going there and I sat on this chair and I just like cried. And that doesn't happen. That never happens. And I was really overwhelmed and I thought, I just want to be here. I want to be in France so that I can come and explore places like this. And then as it turned out, not many weeks later, I decided I was going to move to France. So it was, it all kind of happened for a reason. And then after that happened, I've been back to 
several more of the chateaux in the Loire Valley to visit these gardens. And I, I really feel at home in these, in these places. There's another one that I really like, which is, um, Chateau Villandry, mm-hmm. which is also, oui. which is also quite nice. It has a big, a big vegetable garden and I love being there as well. So, and it's interesting too, when I design landscapes, I would never design them like the French style, but I have a real appreciation for it. I think it's, it's just in, very inspiring and big grand scale, but I would never do it like that. It's just something that I enjoy and appreciate. Yes. And what I like about this question, it, it brings us memories which are really meaningful because, well, I think it's part of architecture and design and, well, nature as it's by its own, mm. <laughs> um, having this ability to touch our emotions and to, to make us decide, I will change my country and I will move yeah. from to another. So it's really, really, it can be really impactful on uh, our lives. And yeah. this is also why it is important that architects and designers and people who are building like qualitative spaces and landscapes have the, have the space and the power to speak up in whatever language <laughs> they are speaking. Yeah. Uh, because they can make the same kind of impact of someone, I, I believe. Mm. And that's that's the thing too. I, I like that you're saying that as well, because I often share with many of my clients, think about some of the most famous architects in the world. They speak English as a second language. Björk Ingels, um, Jan Gell, they all speak English as a second language. But they have this, I think they have a very unique perspective of the world because they do speak more than one language. So they have a, a different way of seeing things. And of all the, all the books that I've read, I've just bought some new books, The Geography of Thought, which is talking about how different cultures see the world. And I think that's what I really appreciate about working with people who speak several languages, usually. Um, yeah, I think it's it's important to to see the positives as well. So thank you very much, Tara, for be, being here. That was a great conversation. I appreciated your knowledge, and it was indeed it is always a pleasure to speak with you. And thanks for my audience for listening. And we will meet again with another insightful episode soon. Thank you, Marina. Bye bye. Thanks to you for listening all the way till the end. If you need help to grow your impact, go to coachingarchitects.com discovery where you can apply for a discovery session with me. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share the podcast with someone that will find it useful. Thanks.